Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jack from the Soul Patch Podcast, and today we had a really fun conversation. Um, it was a, it was a deep conversation and an interesting conversation. Uh, Ryan kind of came up with the idea for it today because he just went back to the United States for a few weeks, and what uh, he found was that it was rather easy to reconnect with some of those old friends with whom he had kind of lost contact with or let let the, that relationship kind of slip away a little bit. And we've all, this has happened to a lot of us who live over here in South Korea. You leave, you have the best intentions of keeping in touch with your friends back home. And somehow you just, everybody gets busy, you have kids, you get married and things happen and uh, you don't send that email that you wanted to send, you forget that birthday, you forget that Christmas, and soon you feel like a, a feel a bit of like shame that you're you've been a bad friend and, and, and then you start to wonder, oh, you know, if I try to reach out to this person, maybe they're so offended by my poor behavior, poor bad friendship that, you know, and and it's it's all basically in our heads, right? I mean, what Ryan found was that just by reaching out, and uh, the other person felt the same way. Is like, oh, I'm sorry for not having reached out to you, and uh, and let's get together, and and it was a a wonderful experience, and so it's just it's something that I've struggled with a lot over over the years because I've I feel like I let a lot of really close relationships kind of slip away and now I'm I'm just filled with a lot of guilt and shame in in that if I try to reach out to them I feel like oh it's it's been too long and they're going to be offended by me even trying to do that and so um, a lot of this is just us getting in our own way getting in our own heads and um, yeah so anyway if you've ever felt like that if you've ever had that feeling living over here um you'll want to listen to you know this this episode because we we really dive deep into that that idea so without further ado let's start the show welcome to the soul patch podcast oh anyway so the topic the topic i was thinking so um for listeners and everybody um so I just got back from the States and uh, I haven't gone to my hometown in a long time. I mean, I went last summer, but I just went for basically a week because I went out to see a friend in Oregon uh, that took a, uh, a chunk of time. So and then prior to that, I haven't been home in four years uh, due to the COVID era, because typically for me, I go home every summer. Mm-hmm. So um, in the in the meantime between there uh before this trip i had a friend come and stay with me in for a month in korea he's you know from america and dan right he we interviewed yeah. him on I mean, the he show, was here. Right? yeah yeah Everybody yeah knows. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i can reference him i guess yeah because he was uh, on the show yeah so dan was on a kind of a whirlwind tour as he does 
and he was traveling everywhere. He went to like Nepal, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Japan, Taiwan, obviously Korea, Mexico. Uh, went over, then he went to California. Um, so he's getting around. And I was talking to him about where he was going and who he was hanging out with. And it gave me some inspiration. He called up some old friends that he hadn't talked to in a long time and just said, Hey, do you want to have a cup of coffee? And this is something that um, I've always been a little nervous to do. It's there's so much time that's elapsed. So before I talk about my experience going home, because basically what I did was I looked up a lot of old friends. Um, I want to ask both of you guys, because we've all been abroad for a long period of time. How many friends back home, we'll say, that was my air quotes, which are not on audio, but <laughs> back home, if you want to declare like US home or this home, but I'm saying in America, how many um, friends are you still in contact with or family members that are not like your nuclear family? I'm really, Any really bad. I'm really bad at this. I'm really, really bad at this. So, yeah, okay. you know, I still... Yeah. I'll send an email once in a while to my who, you know, my best friend from high school, right? My best friend. And, uh, okay. you know, and he and I, no matter how much time goes by, uh, as soon as we're back together, it's like we haven't missed a beat, you know, and uh, he's got a family, two kids. I got a daughter. We've just been busy in life. So mm -hmm. we we just don't we just send an email here and there like, hey, how, you know, give me an update or whatever. Um, uh, another friend of mine that I, you know, that was like, uh, you know, like a, like a brother, you know, um, he, he passed away a couple of years ago, um, uh, right at the beginning of COVID-19 and, uh, and that was a real, uh, that, that was a tough one, uh, you know, um, to, yeah. to, to swallow and, uh, and, but besides those two guys, I'm not good at cultivating those, keeping those relationships connected you know some some of my friends yeah. are really good at it man they just like they're on social media and they're just like throwing comments back and forth for you whatever reason, social media though, i just you, Jack? what's that you're on facebook a lot though aren't you i know i know but mostly it's just kind of to advertise the other podcast it's just more of a, a promotional thing and i i'll i'll talk mm. to to family members or a couple of people here and there but as far as like um, it, and it has actually re, uh, kind of re revamped some of those older relationships. I have reconnected with people through Facebook that I hadn't talked to for a long time, but I get really guilty if I let it go a month or two. And so yeah. I won't say anything. And then it, a month turns into a year, a year turns into two years. And then all of a sudden there's like, there's no way I can just pop in and say like, Hey, how's it going, man? Which I right. totally could probably, and it would be fine. But in my mind, I'm like, it's inappropriate. Like, you well, yeah, screwed this up. So It feels like there's not a protocol for that type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah just to make everybody comfortable here, like, I, I'm, I was the same way. I have a couple friends in, in America that I've been in contact with over these years. But they're people that I met in Korea that <laughs> right. then patriated. So I had dropped the ball with all of those relationships from high school, from university. Um, 
Yeah, but I want, I'll get to my experience in a second. Kev, how about you? Are you in contact with any of those like, uh, like uh, older relationships, like prior um, to career? Yeah, like there's one guy that I keep in touch with quite well, semi regularly on 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 G checks. I don't do. I'm like you. I don't do social networks. Like mm-hmm. I gave up on Facebook a bunch of years ago, which I have to admit I do miss for the aspect of you know keeping in touch with people, <laughs> which is kind of what it's designed for. What what but, year would you say that you like kind of walked away from the Facebook or Meta, whatever the hell they're calling them? Um, I I mean when I walked away it was Facebook. So um, I don't know. It's yeah. probably been. At least five years since I've, I mean, I've logged in like probably three times in the past five years. Like, oh, I still do have an account and I'll log in occasionally. Um, Actually, though, this is kind of funny because I can kind of count this much more easily because during COVID, we were all stuck at home. Um, I mean, that's when we started this podcast as well, because, you know, we're not keeping in touch with even the friends that were here next to Right. Um, so I, I tried to get in touch with a bunch of friends from from back home. Well, not a bunch. I don't have that many anyway. But I, I started emailing people. I was just like, yo, it's COVID. I'm lonely. How's life? And so I just shot out emails to a few different people. So I got in touch. I mean, I'm really in touch with one good friend, but I've been in touch with him like mostly on over the past the entire time, like my best friend from university, from just before university, actually. Um then another buddy from Flagstaff, I found him once I got to an once I got an iPhone, actually, it was easier to keep in touch with him because he's also got an iPhone. So we've got iMessage, right, which is, which yeah. is free because um, he doesn't do cacao. I don't do Facebook. And so it gave us that. Um, and I'm in touch with him. But he's Chris, if you ever listen to this, which you probably don't fucking answer. God damn it. He is terrible <laughs> at answering messages like just shit. He I, sounds like messages. me. He's got my syndrome. Um. <laughs> So I'm kind of in touch with him, but very sporadically at best. Um, then actually my advisor from university, I sent him an email as well during COVID. I was like, yo, how's it going? Because I've been kind of in touch with him like every couple of years. I'll get in touch. And the last time I was back in Flag as well, I met up with him for a coffee. He's a cool, cool guy. So, but that's pretty much it, really. Um, I've got another friend. Actually, I, I told a random story. I met a friend. I met one of my old friends. Um, from university, I met him again playing World of Warcraft in Korea. We were happened to be oh. on the same server, and we were on a, a forum. And I was I was posting something, and he sent me a message. He's like, "Are you Kevin from Flagstaff?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Dude, it's Steve." I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, we were uh, like, I "Thought you're gonna say game, no? I'm Aragon from the, um, the kingdom." So of, it was just like uh, an amazing coincidence. Yeah. Although him as well, like I'm in touch with him once a year on Discord or whatever. I'll send a message. So. Long story short, very few. One friend pretty regularly. Um, I was in touch with him this summer. We're doing like a pull-up contest, trying to get in shape. Um, But otherwise, not very many. Not very many. Yeah. So, so the... And to, to bring this into, into focus, too, we always want to make, you know, with this podcast, we're trying to, you know, talk about our lives in Korea and, uh, you know, maybe even more specifically, like expat life in Korea. Mm-hmm. I think this is highly relative because... Korea is practically on the other side of the planet um, from, you know, where we are. And getting home regularly is hard. It's uh, when you are home, you don't always have a ton of time. It's expensive. Um, the USA is a big place. I mean, I know Kev, like, yeah, yeah. you were. <laughs> when Kevin goes home, he has to like, oh cross God. the country. 
you have yeah. to I, I every lost corner. weight on my last america trip like that's not supposed to happen american food is supposed yeah. to make you fat right like i came back like three kilos lighter because yeah. my my Just aunt was in fly. seattle my grandmother's in upstate new york my parents are in <laughs> albuquerque my my dad is in salem my brother's in san francisco so like flying because you, you know it's america you flying flying to all these places it was just like yeah i was i was just fucked the entire time yeah like a rock song. yeah so the so i do think this is a very relative to um having a sustained life career um abroad and uh, being in korea and so the the second part of this topic that i wanted to throw to you guys we've talked about relationships that were still sustaining struggling to sustain or you know able to you know i send email you know like once a month or once a week whatever i try to call this guy whatever um i've got the same i got you know i use uh marco polo i've got a couple friends old friends on there um and uh i've got two or three group email threads that you know i contribute to here and there but what i also have uh, which I realized are a lot of lost relationships since I came to Korea. It didn't happen all at once, but as the years went on, they, I can definitely make a list of the relationships that, in my mind at least, are lost. They mm-hmm. friendships gone. Do you have? Uh, could you imagine the same for yourselves? Could you say there's? people that you just have no contact with oh yeah no i i screwed up um i'm not really in contact with hardly anyone from thailand that i i had all these amazing friends that i that i made when in my first teaching job but i mean we were we were it was our first job teaching in asia and it was like a band of brothers and sisters, you know, it was just like we were thick as thieves, you know, but everyone yeah, just kind of moved on. And I think some of them still, you know, communicate with each other. But and I'll still throw a message like, hey, happy birthday. But that's the extent of it. You know, there is no really sustained relationship anymore with those with those people. And I blame myself, but I also think that like, there's a certain transient nature of like um like expats it's kind of like it's okay it's like it's what it was at the time and it's okay to move on and you don't necessarily have to feel the pressure to to keep those relationships alive the ones that i really feel bad about are the american the ones when i was in school you know like how did i let those college ones kind of die on the vine and and uh and and you know still my my high school best friend i still am in contact with him but that's it basically and i i don't know i mean for me it was like once i got married um it was really difficult because you you get really in just kind of involved in your own family it's just like (sighs) yeah so so that's that's part of like the insight that i had on this trip i'll come back to that kept you want to add anything no, pretty much the same though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah it's just it's it's kind of sad. There's a couple of people that I kind of like miss, but then I, actually there aren't that many people from the friend group that like I would try and keep in touch with. Um, I, I, I'm trying to keep in touch with a couple, and then most of them are just gone at this point. 
Yeah. And not having social networks like makes it impossible to contact really any of them. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll okay. add one more. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt please, you. But I, please, think please. I find the social, I find online relationships, cultivating them that way is all, is kind of a poor facsimile of, of a real relationship. And so I do it with my, my parents because it's like the only way I can contact with them is by Skyping them or, or Zooming with them. But I don't know, like when it comes to other relationships, it's like, I don't know if I want to have a schedule where I got to talk to 10 people a week and, you know, doing it through this kind of impersonal social media style yeah. of, of, is that really a relationship? Does that even qualify? Yeah, so, right. Right. And I think that's, that's not like a unique perspective. I think everybody feels this. Mm-hmm. So um, what I wanted to share with this topic today is for both of you also for any listeners especially listeners who are expats you know often we're targeting uh people that are curious about korea maybe uh, on their way to come to korea in their their freshman year here but i want to share an experience i had in the last three weeks i'm not being hyperbolic maybe one of the biggest experiences of my life so far um really surprised myself um about relationships so i'm in the same category as you guys same thing the uh, the listeners can hear we all kind of like dropped social media probably around the same time anywhere from five to eight years ago um so i had a little bit of motivation from dan when he came here he said hey he's just cold calling people like what's up i'm like how are you doing this he's like well i'm using you know facebook and i'm like ah man i still got an account but I, i never you know, downloaded the app in my life. You know, I've always just used the website and I don't have like the messenger. But hearing him talk about his experiences, I was like, you know what? I'm just, gonna, I'll get the messenger. I've got nieces and nephews now that are teenagers and it'd be nice to be able to be a little more uh, current with them. That's maybe a way I can connect. So I opened it. Um, and at the top, you can see people who are on currently. There's like little green dots. And it was just the first few names I saw. I just hit them and I, you know, took a brave moment. I'm like, Hey, what's up? I had no intention to go home yet. So I didn't have a plan to go home. This is before I, I traveled. Um, so I'm in Korea doing this. And then I find this plane ticket 20 hours before the flight and boom, I'm in America. Well, what a coincidence. I just looked up a handful of people also a coincidence. And this is where it gets interesting. My parents built a new home about four or five years ago. And they had to, I had, you know, I've got like a crate, uh, like a pallet of stuff there, you know? And so the objective of this trip was also to go through all my leftover stuff. And so I knew I had some stuff there. I had like, you know, some instruments. I had, uh, I cleaned up an, uh, my high school electric guitar and I gave it to one of my nephews and um, I was like really nice tube amp. And, uh, you know, I gave that to Dan actually. And I knew that the big job, was going to be going through all the letters and all of the recordings and photographs. So in starting in high school, I was always playing in bands and stuff. And so I have lots of tape and MDs and things. I want to digitize all of it in the photographs. I was you know going to scan everything and then add, you know, the metadata so I can search it. And the same thing with all the letters. Um, I was a pretty big nerd in high school through university and me and my friends, we wrote a lot of paper letters. So I've got all these, um, 
letters to get to that I want to digitize and then burn for you know security and um, for archiving. Pretty easy mission. So I take everything out um, in the house from the basement. We have like a living room and I've just got everything spread out. I'm sitting on the floor and I've got piles of paper all around me trying to organize them by person, little post-its and stuff. And I'm going through these photos and the photos, you know, it's, it's what you expect. You go through old photos, right? You see an old picture of yourself and it, it triggers this memory. And you're like, yeah, that was a friend I had. That was a time, man. Remember that house party? You remember, oh man, we used to kick it every week. Yeah. And you, you, you have that. The letters shook me. I was, I was genuinely shocked, emotionally like slapped with how dynamic those relationships were. And it's not because we wrote letters. I guarantee it's the same for both of you. Yeah. Those, I think as time goes forward, you compartment the relationship. You just, you don't remember as many things. You only remember the things that, you know, you're defining that relationship with less and less and less and less data. And that data is more and more and more like um, compressed and like refined and strong. So it's like the big events, but you're forgetting about all the other stuff. Um, you're forgetting the how colorful that relationship was or like really you know you say in your mind yeah we were really good friends but what do you what does that mean where did that come from so i'm going through these letters and i'm experiencing and i'm like looking at this stuff so there's this uh, pile of letters from my best friend in high school and we grew up together like I'm, our parents have known each other i mean we were in like first grade together i think we went to kindergarten together i'm pretty sure and I haven't seen him in a long time. He's a professor at Lawrence University in Appleton, um, near our hometown. He's a, an artist, a painter. And he has a, a studio in Appleton. I've been there before. The last time I saw him, I think, was like six years ago or something, which isn't that long. Mm -hmm. But I've already, in my mind, really reduced what we are, what the relationship is. Not him, but what we are. And seeing the letters, it just it really blew my mind. Coincidentally, I had contacted him on messenger and I was going to see him the next day at his studio. So now I'm amped. I'm, I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be great. I'll be able to like, you know, share this with him. And it was great. And it was really surprising. I didn't bring any of the letters with me. I didn't want to make it like a big deal, but I was able to kind of quiz him a little bit. I said, Hey man, um, do you know that you wrote me a letter the day before you proposed to your wife? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've got it. He had no memory of it. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't remember reading the letter, but it's pretty awesome. And I bet, you know, you have letters too at your mom's house, you know, like he's like, yeah, definitely. I just never gone through that stuff. And I guess what I want to say to the listeners, I'm going, I know I'm going long here, but like I said, this was like a profound experience and I want to share with you guys because I think it's worth it. Yeah. Those relationships, they are still there. They're still there. And as adults in middle age, it could be because we live out here, but it's the same like Jackie was saying. A lot of it's not just living abroad, but it's having a family. Well, guess what? Your old friends that are over there, they're feeling the same way. They feel like, relationships have gotten away from them or whatever because they're getting busy with their thing whatever it is they might not be in korea 
but they're busy with their life. And yeah, so I met up with a lot of old friends and it was, it was awesome. I have, I think six visitors coming this year (laughs) to Korea. (laughs) And it's bedroom ready. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as you want to like rag on, um, social media, whatever, I don't have the, the meta app. I just have messenger, but it's enough to be able to check in a little bit. So yeah, I guess, um, this is kind of turned like a PSA, but I really encourage you guys and anybody listening that you, when you think those relationships are, you know, either gone or just reduced or, you know, just a nostalgic memory, um, people are out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I know it's turned to kind of like a rant. Like I said, it was a mini topic yeah. for today. I didn't know what I'd be able to do with it, but it was just so, it was so beautiful. And I just came back like, I'm like, you know, 24 hours now. So, I went back to Minnesota, which is where I'm from, in 2019, in the summer of 2019, right before COVID uh, hit. And uh, I remember uh, making a uh, – we, we were doing a uh, a kind of field trip for some Korean students that were my daughter's age. So it was kind of a work-slash-vacation type of thing, you know, when the kids were at camp. I could go do shopping or or go see friends and family that I hadn't seen for a long time. And so we made one day where I called my my best friend. I said, when are you free? He's like, this Saturday, we'll go to the beach. Um, in Minnesota, the beach means a lake, not not the ocean, obviously. Um, and uh, and I remember when I, I saw him, you know, I was a little bit nervous, like to see him because I hadn't seen him for 10 years something like that you know it had been such a long time because i i didn't go back home for a long time when i was uh from the time i i came back to korea and uh i remember saying something kind of uh a kind of mea culpa you know like you know it's like it's been so long i've really let this relationship you know uh slide and and you know or something like that i can't remember exactly what i said and he's like no man uh we're always just fine you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how, you know, and it was just kind of like, it just made me feel better. Like, oh, you know what? It's not, you know, I think he feels the same way. It's like he, he also got busy you know, with life, you know, and just yeah. get into it and taking care of the kids and stuff. And I got busy with life and and work and everything. But to know that he, that I can just reach out to him anytime and he'll always be there. It, it was a very it 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 could be 50 years it doesn't matter i can always go back to him but i i felt like i couldn't at that time i felt like you know what you blew it you know yeah. you've blown it with all these relationships you you got lazy you didn't put exactly. in the effort to stay in touch with them and now for you to crawl back with your hat in hand and be like oh can we be friends again is pathetic i mean that's the way i'm feeling in my brain but i think that's the t- kind of toxic side of my my personality where yeah, I'm like it's everybody's sabotaging side, you know, yeah. but everybody, everybody's on that same wavelength. And 
What I was everybody, regardless of living abroad or not as well, though, I think that's just part of getting older is just friendships yeah. tend to fade. And so you actually, you have to make a, an effort to, to keep them up. I've got one of my buddies, the, the guy that I do keep in touch with back home. He's quite good at it. I've talked to him about it, about keeping in touch with other people from that group of people that we had in, in uni. And he's like, Oh yeah, I met up with this dude the other day. I'm going up to visit this guy, you know, in next month or whatever. So he does quite well at keeping in touch. He actually admitted that he's the worst at keeping in touch with me. Um, everyone else he keeps in touch with. <laughs> yeah. um, I keep in touch with him and and he keeps in touch with everyone else. But in general, I do think that that's just like, just, just getting older, regardless of living abroad. Although for us, it feels different. As you know, like we're 5,000 miles away. Um, but I think it's kind of the same for even, you know, my brother and his yeah. university. Yeah, that, that, was, that was part of like my insight. What I was saying is like, sitting down with my friend uh it was like the first kind of um it wasn't the first but yeah the 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 feeling it was like i'm starting to be like hey i'm sorry and it was just like shut up man i'm sorry and it's not just being polite it's like whoa he actually feels just like i feel like yeah and but you're right kev like we have uh extra challenge because let's say you want to approach that situation what can you do you can write an email mm. but if you're back home you can drop it in your friend's art studio you can um you can meet at the coffee shop you can be like hey you want to go to the park um and we don't have that ability so it takes a little extra effort the the last thing i wanted to say regarding this kind of uh, insight was that i think it extends beyond relationships this reduction of the way that you remember um, a relationship with a person, I feel it also happens to me with a place, events, anything. I've been very consistent going back to America every summer since I've been here with the exception of one summer. And in that summer, my parents came to visit me or that, that uh, spring. So I've always gone back until this giant gap from 2019 to, you know, last summer. Uh, and my perspective of what my hometown was, what America is, what the culture is. It's not that it's, I thought, okay, I gotta be careful. You know, your opinions will distort because you're abroad and all the information you're getting, it's just coming through the, the, the news and, you know, social media and things like this, or, you know, it's all hearsay. You're not actually experiencing what is it like in Northeastern Wisconsin? What is it really like there? But it's not just that. It's the way, for me, it was the way, and I, I swear it's probably the same for you guys and any other expats that are listening. It's the way you remember things as if I was going back consistently, I feel like an identity with that culture. I'm still there. I'm still experiencing it. Something happened in those four years where I reduced a lot. And of course, the perception of what American culture is in the last four years has been, at least in the media, the way it's fed to you is just like, everything's insane. It's the end of the world. You know, right. you know, uh, yeah, right. So yeah, so maybe there, there's some distortion effect, but I felt that I was trying to be really aware of it and still, I have reduced so much of what um, my relationship is to my my country of birth and my hometown, my community, to these uh, things that are not untrue. They're not distorted. They're true. But there was so much missing, so much missing. And 
I think it's hard to maintain that without at least going there. I think you have to go home sometimes, even if it's expensive and takes a lot of time. But now I'm probably just, you know, I'm talking to myself because I feel like I've messed up actually by not going home for so long. Maybe different yeah. for other people. Well, I get, you know, I'm kind of a political junkie, so I get really caught up in these these grand issues you know i'm like our american healthcare system is totally screwed up and we've got um you know a neo-fascist uh blah 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 whatever and yeah. then i go back and i everything's fine i have a great time you know i just have like a wonderful time with my family and and things are good and um and i want to stay longer and and it, it's so familiar too it's like a it's kind of like a, it's like a hug, you know, like you're, or an old shoe or something where you go back and just everything makes sense to me. And I, I know how to navigate this, even though it's been a, a minute since I went back there. Um, I, I do, I do know what you're feeling, what you're talking about. And I, f I feel pulled back there more now, the older I get, I'm actually feeling pulled back to America. I think maybe it has something to do with the fact that my parents are getting older. They're, they're elderly now. <laughs> And I feel like I'm missing out on this like uh, third act of uh, yeah. of life, you know, and, and it's and again, it's it's through the Internet is a is a bad facsimile of of a relationship. Um, it's it pales in comparison to really being there and in person with with your family. And so, I mean, I guess I think what we're describing are like certain stages of the the like stages of grief of being an expat. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there are stages of, of of wonder about being an expat. But I think the other side of that coin is there are stages of grief of being an expat because you're missing all these things. I think the reason we feel guilt about those relationships, not cultivating them, is because we left. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like it was voluntary. I chose to do this. Right. It's yeah. like I'm the one that chose to abandon. I, it's like an abandonment thing almost. And of course it's not. It's just like, the, what's the difference between like accepting accepting a job at like uh, Microsoft and moving to San Francisco or whatever? I mean, there's no real difference. Um, you, but it's it just Honestly, we probably like, have a better excuse. Like I, a lot of the friends who stayed in the states and they still don't keep in touch with friends. They're just like, damn, I really am the asshole. We're like, sorry, I was on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, my bad, yeah. bro. So it's probably yeah, easier for us. Like it feels yeah. it feels harder. But as we talk about it now, it, honestly, like it would probably be easier for us to go back. But because if you go back and talk to a friend now, they'll be like, oh shit, you've been in Korea forever. Well, no worries, come have a beer. You know, it's it's like <laughs> instead of coming back and be like, you you've been on Sixth Street. You know, I've been on. Four Right. You know, like, uh, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? You ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, actually, um, for anybody listening that's not an expat and you're just middle aged and busy with your life, um, in addition, two weeks ago, I'm with that friend I just described in, in his uh, studio and some other friends that are also living in the same town. They're all from Appleton. We're all high school friends too. We grew up together. Um, they haven't hung out in a long ass time. Like I think it was a couple of years as well. And so my, because I'm there brought them together, they had to deal with that. They're like, yeah, like our houses are walkable. Like, why don't we kick it? You know, this kind of thing. <laughs> and it still works. It still works. I think the, the, one of the big things like falsehoods that I was operating underneath 
is that you can maintain those relationships with enough effort if you do enough uh, emails and Zoom calls. You know, before Zoom, you know, we use Kakao video or whatever, um, or whatever your, your preference is, Skype. Um, you know, I when I came out here, my parents uh, moved to a place where their internet, it's like a satellite, not, not a joke, it's a, a satellite dish on a silo that they share with the other neighbors. And so like if the, someone's over there, you know, playing League of Legends or whatever happens, I mean, you just can't do anything. So you have, you know, it was bad. And as time has gone forward, it's gotten better. So I think to myself, hey, that's good for my relationship. I'm able to have video calls that don't get broken, right? It's good. It is, but it's not the same as being able to just sit on the couch and watch the pack. You know, yeah. like we were watching preseason in the garage. My dad set up like lawn chairs, just sitting there having snacks. My nephew's sitting next to me. You know, you're just chill. And there's a lot that's being, I guess, I don't know, cultivated. I don't know that. I'm making this bigger than it sounds, but it is something like you need to be able to not have to stare somebody in the face like you do on a Skype call or a mm -hmm. Zoom call where you have to provide, you know, content. I think, Kevin, you probably had uh, more uh, more of an analog for that because you were doing like a game you said with one of your friends, or at least you bumped into him. There's a potential for like there to be mm -hmm. an activity. It's a, it's a third thing instead of it just being, OK, tell me your story, man. What did you do this week? Like, how often do you do that when you're hanging out with your friends? Like, you catch up a little bit, but, you know, eventually you go to the show. Eventually you go to the game. Eventually, you know, you take a bike ride. You go, you do a thing. You go fishing. But, yeah, just having video call, it's good to check in. I think it does help sustain relationships, but it's, it's very different from being able to have that one-on-one -on -one time. And even if plane tickets cost, like right now, I think I spent 3,200 bucks for the round trip on that. It was just nuts. Um, and the amount of time, you know, I'm busy here with, you know, projects here. And so uh, I was, I was actually reluctant for those reasons, you know, they're, they're selfish, but they're, they're reasonable. You know, I just smashed right. back here and now back to, you know, going back to teaching, got all this other stuff going on. So, you know, I was, Hey, this isn't worth it. But holy crap, it was worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're listening and you're an expat and you've been abroad for a long time, maybe maybe think about checking in and don't be don't feel like people aren't there. They're there. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, now you've made me think, you know, um, because I think the shame is shame. Shame is what holds me back. Shame and guilt are are the are the things that are kind of holding me back from reaching out to certain people that I was really close with. I mean, I'm like, I just talking about those letters that you're, you're talking about um, the letters you're, you, that you guys wrote to each other. Um, I just remember, I, I guess it's, it's kind of interesting because my daughter is in uh, a couple days, she turns 15. The most important wow. thing in her life right now is her friends. When she came back, uh, she lives for our listeners out there that don't know. My daughter lives in Florida and she goes to boarding school, but she came back for the summer for one month. And uh, I saw her for like a cumulative 15 minutes, you know, the whole time she was here. And uh, she was, you know, off with her friends to do this and to do that and watch this movie and that, you know, whatever. And uh, at that age, you know, they your friends are 
closer than your family in many ways. Like I would tell my friends things that I would never tell my parents. You know what I mean? Like there's just, you know, certain things that they know about me. They have the goods on me. They they know my secrets and my my skeletons and all that sort of stuff. And uh and it's a sacred relationship. And um when those kind of I don't want to say run their course because it I don't that's the opposite of what we're describing. It feels like it's run its course. But there, but it doesn't have to be that way. There's always some kind of seed kind of underneath the soil. If you want to water that and cultivate it, you can, you can re, uh, you know, you can, you can regrow those relationships. I think that's, that's the thing is it's never too late. If you're, if you're so inclined to reconnect with those people, um, what you're saying is go for it. Just, just take yeah. a, take a risk and, and give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I saying take a risk because there isn't any right i mean i i hit i hit 10 out of 10 and i had no reason to be optimistic for that and it was just like by the end of this trip it was just like wow um you know you when you've had life experiences with somebody uh barring any type of you know uh negative crisis horrible event that ended the relationship right mm -hmm. um if it's something like this where it just atrophied because of distance time and being busy, whatever, uh, that's nothing. I, I swear it can, you can just, you can pull it back together. Um, and there's no reason why someone wouldn't be willing unless again, they have like some type of crisis or something that prevents it from being possible. So yeah, it's very unlikely that there's anything that you're risking. And, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. they just so made funny. me think, I've absorbed all of the guilt and all the responsibility in those in the atrophy of those conversations. It's like I didn't take the time to write the email. Was I the one that didn't reply or did did he or she not reply? I can't remember. You know, it was such a long time ago. Um, but I, I just hold so much guilt in my in my heart for those relationships that I let kind of slip out of my out of my fingers, out of my hands. And uh it's probably just as as simple as like literally sending a text message through Facebook. Like, Hey, yeah, just pick the ball. Like um, my two friends that I met up with first, uh, my mom and dad insisted they come over to the house first because they know them from, you know, high school childhood, you know, whatever. And so they came over, I hadn't seen them 2015. I think is the last time I saw them. And you know, they have a 13 year old, uh, child. So for me to hang out with them, uh, and this kid I've never met or whatever, it's a little intimidating in a way, you know, you're doing this totally other, you know, I'm, I don't have, um, for listeners, I don't have a wife or children. So it, it's like, you're doing a totally different thing that I can't identify with. I don't know how to even, you know, actually I never ended up meeting. I hope I get to meet him. I think the last picture I have, I'm holding him <laughs> like a baby. That's, that's the last time I saw this kid. Now he's a 13 year old. Um, and yeah, he's like looking at getting into high school so on this trip. I never actually had an opportunity to meet him. Uh, because I think my friends, you know, they're also aware of, of, uh, that difference that we have. And instead the first thing we did 
was we had dinner and just geeked out like we were in high school, just laughed our asses off. Like I, I could feel my my uh, dialect regressing. Right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I could I could see it happening to them too. We just laughed and laughed and laughed because that's what both parties want. That's what they need, you, you know, to go back to that place. So, yeah. Again, I just I think the risk is just not there. Um, once good friends, always good. Friends, can I but, can I flip this around backwards though, and just ask you guys your opinion because I I feel I less pressure or obligation to cultivate relationships of people who came through Korea, like Hagwon friends, and then went mm-hmm. off in another direction and went to Japan and, and whatever. And, and those, those always seemed like there was a, a kind of mutual agreement is like, this is transient, you know, like we're, we're, we're just like, it's like we, we did like a turn, a tour of duty together in Nam, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to like call you up when I get back to America to talk about the, our Hogwan experience. It's like, it, it is what it was. And then it moved on to, you know, I mean, I, I did have, I have made some, some close, some good friends in Hogwans and schools here. And, uh, but the, you know, the, it's the transient nature of, of the job for a lot of people. I, it wasn't transient for me. I hung in there for 21 years or whatever. Cause I'm a psycho. You guys have too, you know, we're, we're crazy. We, we just planted a flag here, but, um, I don't know. Do you guys feel that? Do you, do you feel the same guilt? Like there's something different about those university high school, you know, early twenties relationships that I had in America that I had let kind of slip away versus the ones that are like, we worked at a Hagwan together and, and uh, it kind of moved off into separate directions. And it just seems natural that we would just kind of not necessarily stay in touch. Um, but again, much. is that, is that because of the transient nature of Hogwans or is that just because again, adult relationships are different from, from relationships from high that's school? A good question. I would, I would yeah. say it's, it's a, that's, yeah, that's a good observation. I would say it's a little bit of both, but, um, an example of what Kevin's saying that it's just being older. Uh, okay. So for me, my freshman year coming to Korea, I got really lucky with a group of people that wanted to do a lot of stuff. And most of them were expats, but it was a good blend of Koreans as well. And, um, it was an international group and people just wanted to go and and experience. So I had a really positive experience and some of those people I'm still in contact. I mean, some of them, uh, weekly or more often. Um, but I think, and when I talk to those people, we often talk about how unique that was to have a university or high school like experience when you're 29, because it is unique that it doesn't make sense. And I can give you a great example why uh, it's much more like what Kevin's saying. It's age. Um, as I was going through all those uh, fol- uh, folders and um, letters when I was in Wisconsin, I came across my journals and I kept really good journals from about the age of 15 on. So uh, I, you know, I can't go through everything, you know, but I just start paging through the earliest journals and I had uh, like three observations really quick and under one hour, just going through, just skipping through time. When I was a teenager, I was a, I was a shit kid. (laughs) I was just, I was a, I was an arrogant, selfish, like, damn, like, I can't believe, like, I want to burn that stuff. 
And so I skip ahead and then I hit like my 20s, like early 20s, 2021. Man, I was a guilty guy. I felt horrible, way too horrible. It was so much more guilt than was appropriate for my earlier behavior. I started seeing like how I was. Okay, so there's all this tumultuous, you know, stuff going on. Even the letters I'm writing to friends, looking at these letters, they're so dramatic. You know, there's so many things happening. There's so many uh, life changes and, and things happen. And then you get to like graduate school and the letters are like, today I burnt my toast, son of a bitch. I was late <laughs> for the train, but who cares? Anyway, class was good. You know, uh, you know, like this, yeah. just completely vanilla. Like, and then, you know, journals kind of fade because they're not interesting anymore. And then, you know, I stopped really taking notes because things are happening and there's big events happening. You know, finishing graduate school is a big event. Going to Korea is a big event. But as an adult, it's not the same as when I went to Germany my first time leaving the United States when I was 20. Um, it's not the same as, you know, your first girlfriend. It's not the same. It doesn't have right. that... Yeah, first that time you fall in love or whatever. I I remember right. Yeah. This was around early email time, but I I wrote some just cringy, cringy, kind of love emails and relationships. Poetry, direct poetry. Oh, there was there was no poetry, but it was just like some of the expressions and some of the stuff that I. It was just if someone read it to me now, I'd I'd have to you know uh, it would just uh, it it would be so embarrassing. It's so cringy. Um, but at the time, you're just so you're just you're just overflowing with like emotion right. and and, uh, and everything is a big deal, you know, and it's right. just, so like like yeah. what Kev said, that would affect your day to day relationships. Right. So when coming to Korea in our you know late 20s, if you make friends with somebody for one year and then they F off to the next place to continue teaching ESL or whatever they're doing it's, it's a good memory. It's like, you know, you were there with me, we did this thing together, but it's not the same. Um, maybe it doesn't have the same, uh, impact, the same gravity, the same kind of like is. soul. Yes. Yeah, connection or something. I don't know yeah. how, how to describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. recently I just, uh, a, a guy I worked in a hagwon with, um, he and his wife came back to Korea. I think I mentioned in the last podcast. He's, he listens to our podcast and, uh, you know, he and I, we, we picked it up right where we left off. It was fantastic. Like it was, I think there, there's also, I think a more forgiving nature of the, but here's the thing. You, I just totally contradicted myself and what you just said. I, I, I see a more forgiving spirit in the transient traveler type who could just not see them for 10 years. And then you see them and it just, it's just like, you can pick it right up. But what you're saying is you could do the same thing for those old relationships as well. It's just that we yeah. think we can't and it's, it's and not I would, true, you know? And I would argue that those relationships that were forged in those more dramatic earlier developmental years and they have more time under the hood that that has more content that relation is much more dynamic than than what you remember i mean that's i really think i know from for me personally and i really think for other people as well uh it your memory is just selecting less and less and less things to define 
those relationships and just dropping away so much stuff mm-hmm. that uh, is big. And, and maybe it's easy to reconnect with another, like, you know, someone on that itinerant path and, you know, we just hung out with for a year and they come back around, but you could also argue that's easy because that person you've never actually gotten in a real fight with that person you've never really put to task. Um, you never stress tested the relationship in the way that you did when you were 15. Mm. Um, you know, so maybe it just makes it easier just to, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. 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 In my, in my experience, like with that group of friends that I was fortunate to be invited to when I came to Korea, uh, while I said, there's some that, you know, I, I stay in contact with most, I don't. And it's, basically like this like I, I could we could hang out again but you know i don't know yeah yeah no i i, I totally understand it's not and it, it, it can never be the same as what it was either i mean it's something different now you got kids or they have family and you know married and that sort of stuff changes everything the dynamic but the weird thing is my my father still talks to his best friend from high school like once a week and so I went I, when I go back to America and I, I all these people just keep calling my parents and they're they're talking to these these friends they had from high school 50, 60 years ago. It makes me wonder, am I weird or something? Am I antisocial? <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? I, I don't know if uh, you know what, what it is. So it just it just got yeah, every 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 prioritizes that a little bit differently. Um, and I do believe it's a pretty easy observation. I think it is much easier to prioritize your friendships when you're not married with children or, you know, so yeah, depending on the, the context, like my um, mother's side of the family and my father's as well, very close, but my mom's side is really close. Like with my brothers and sisters, my, I'm still in contact with my cousins. Um, um, I know my cousin's kids for the most part. Um, but there's a reason for that. We come from a very, we all live really close together. <laughs> it's not yeah. hard to, yeah, yeah. you know, they all go to the same churches and I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's relatively dense area when, um, uh, it was my mom saying she has over like 150 cousins. She comes from a massive farm family. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. So for her, she could like, you know, be going to the grocery store. She'll see somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good chance what's up you know and it's not impressive <laughs> is the grocery store you know like anderley's or something like that or yeah that's well, the other side but um <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah there's a lot of family businesses and things like that um yeah. it, it just it all it's contact so like you say your parents are in contact you know you know weekly or whatever well it could be because it's also some convenience so again it's it's a sacrifice and it's hard to be on the other side of the planet um right. Yeah. So yeah. something to think about, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Thanks for indulging me guys. No, I, I know I'm... that I kind of came at you, you know, I didn't really, for the listeners here, I, I hit these guys in a text. I'm like, Hey, I want to talk about relationships because I just got back from the States and I'm amped, which I mean, is obvious now, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's ironic that you brought that up because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. It really has been on my mind and you've kind of given me a new perspective on it because I, I did kind of feel like I blew it. You know, it's kind of like, just let it go because you screwed up. You let it slip away. 
and uh maybe all relationships are ephemeral and you know but I, i i really don't think i need to go down that cynical path i think there is probably it's as easy as just reaching out and saying hi or hello and uh yeah that that's that's really uh that that's inspiring it's it's a good uh, thought i'm going to really internalize that and maybe put it into practice it's still scary you know what i mean yeah. you're putting yourself out there you're like you it's kind of like a high five and you know don't leave me hanging um but uh i you know i think you have to be willing to take that risk and uh and see if you can get some uh a response some feedback so yeah and even if you don't have the the time or resources or the ability to manage a trip um you know frequently or for a long duration just opening up that channel in a in a chat and you know eventually if the relationship is still you know there which i'm telling you probably is it's a natural course of events you're going to say hey why don't you come visit korea um and then you'll end up like me with all these people coming to visit but uh <laughs> My wife yeah, I mean, love that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think only only two of them plan to stay here in our guest room, and the others uh, preemptively said, "Like, we're gonna get hotels or whatever." Yeah. Um, don't in your in your in your stuff, and so yeah. Again, I mean, it's um, yeah, it's it's possible to reconnect, and for a lot of your friends, that might be a really amazing opportunity. I mean the chance to be able to not just go abroad to a place or to visit, you know, a country and tour a place like Korea, if you're American or, you know, Canadian or British or whatever, it's such a cultural difference. It's such a, a, a big journey, but to have somebody on the ground that's been oh, here for this yeah. long, what a resource you don't realize how much of an asset you are to your community back home yeah. in that potential event, you know, yeah. logistics, just a no brainer. It's not any effort. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, again, thanks, guys. I know this is no, kind of like thank you, man. Thanks for bringing that to us. I I love this conversation. Um, listeners out there, we would love to to hear from you as well. You can send us an email at thesoulpatch at gmail That's thesoulpatch at gmail Or you can go to our website thesoulpatch and you can leave a comment on our website. Uh, let us know what you think about this conversation. I mean, we're we're uh, we'd love to hear some feedback and and get some, uh, you know, some of your ideas about these, this this idea of cultivating relationships back home and th- letting those little ones slip away and you know whatever uh, if you can rekindle that. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, with that said, I think we will catch you for the next episode. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later.